0: Mike, hey, John, my guy, what's what going
1: on? Up, brother, what's going on, pal? How you
0: hey, been? hey, not too shabby, man. I got, I gotta ask you, man, do you, the people that don't know my man, John, here, something quite big happened to the boy? Now, they say it might be a little dirty but john how does it feel to be 30
1: <laughs> i'm so glad you you started off with that uh yes mike i am 30 i'm an old man obviously uh my wrinkles have come in uh i don't have any hair actually that was the that was the harsh part that came in real early <laughs>
0: but, dude you got a little jordan spieth action
1: but Mike, don't you dare say like you you aren't coming in thirty on the seventeenth of May.
0: Hey, hey, I'm coming in there right behind you, and uh, <laughs> you know we're you know coming in full full steam ahead there. You know it's, of
1: of it's where where we're we making the takes.
0: Hey, you know the takes are available wherever podcasts can be heard. This is the coldest of takes. You know I'm one of your hosts, Mike. Follow me on Twitter at st underscore Make sure you're liking and subscribing to Coles It Takes so you can listen to this, this podcast because it's pretty epic because my man, John, I'm in California. John, tell the people where you're at.
1: John J. Pat, Twitter, and Johnny Wick on Instagram.
0: Coles It Takes everywhere you could ever
1: have a podcast. Look at them. If you're, not, if you're listening right now, look at every place you can find us. Mike, I got to ask. I got a I gotta big question
0: okay i'm for, all ears
1: for you right away is umass a wagon
0: in <laughs> hockey i dude I are think we there, a
1: fucking wagon bro
0: absolutely i mean absolutely dude did you did that championship game the you know all the you know talk that we've had about it unbelievable dude five
1: nothing mike is a fucking smoke
0: I dude, mean, you're, I,
1: you're getting your ass run out of the barn on that
0: shit, dude. It's crazy, right? So, I I've been with my girlfriend Krista, for a while now, and I remember going to see, you know, some the you know some of the boys that are seniors on that team that just yeah. won. I I remember seeing them play when they were a lot younger, and it's just. So cool. It's just so cool to follow that team and then you know they got so close with Kale freaking McCarr.
1: Dude, they had the Hobie Baker and didn't win. You know, they had the best player in college and still lost in the championship. And the fact that they get to beat the team that they beat or they lost to in the finals in in the frozen form.
0: Yeah, it's on. Un, it's unreal. So I heard oh. I, I heard this stat, right? So yes the goalie, Philip Lindbergh, right? He he was, you know, you know, deemed ineligible to play for for the the semifinal game, right? And you know, Matt Murray yeah. st- stood in his head did a fantastic job. UMass, great goaltenders, you know, yes. they produce um as well. It's it's a tremendous talent at UMass. But so the stat is Lindbergh, right, you know, he pitched a shutout. Like how do you come back? How do you come back? You know, you come, come back, shut out. Um, he had like twenty six. It was a, the stat was like, you know, the first game it's like sixteen saves, then he's got twenty two saves, and then it was like twenty six saves and a shutout. It was insane.
1: And the the best part is, is both of those goalies have been drafted by N uh, you know NHL teams, so. <laughs> They're just performing like they would perform at the next level. You know, and, and, and the fact that UMass has that now, that their backup goalie has already been drafted by an NHL team. Mike, it's dude, been a long time coming.
0: Dude, like every one of their players is already on an NHL team, it seems. Right? Like, it's, it's pretty scary, dude. It's It's incredible. Like, the team from – you know, from when you from when you and I were in college to you know from four years ago, you know you know UMass has had some guys you know all throughout the years, and this year is just a like you said, and that was the other thing that I I found out with this you know Frozen Four tournament is there is like there's some Twitter accounts like a, <laughs> NHL NHL futures, and it's just like they post clips of all these collegiate dudes that are drafted to these NHL teams are just, you know, tearing it up. It's unbelievable, man. Hockey is such a cool sport to watch and be a part of.
1: Mike, so this might, you know, uh, Massachusetts is just a better state than Minnesota, right? Like, we've already established that. Because there's 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 three of them. And the Frozen Four, and they cannot win against the one team from Massachusetts. So we are the hockey state from now on, and everybody else can go fuck themselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, we definitely can argue <laughs> that we have the toughest division. You know, like it, it's it's incredible. It, it truly is. It, what a,
1: what a win for the boys! And five nothing, Mike is a dominant point. Yeah. It was n-
0: nothing to slouch about. It was like – you remember how we watched Baylor versus Gonzaga? It was like that.
1: Yeah, we did. And, Mike, the third goal, the toe drag. Can we talk about the toe drag there?
0: Ooh, it's some toe drag swag. Oh,
1: <laughs> <huh? laughs> it was toe drag swag like you can't believe. He put it through both of his legs and then, you know, Mike, you could have told me he was playing hopscotch between his legs twice before that guy fell fell over. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, and that was. was,
1: and that was, that was the icing on the cake. As soon as I saw that goal, Mike, I knew we were gonna win that.
0: I mean, you can't. So, dude, we we, they you the UMass Miniman, Greg Carville, the way they went about the whole season, uh. Travigno, very worthy captain. L- Lapina, what an absolute stud! Uh, you know, everybody stepped up when they had to. They, they got every one of those guys did something in that season. To you know, they earned it. Chow, you know, come on, yes. What a what a freaking game! That and that game was was very you know hard fought and everything. Uh, so
1: I got a, I got a parallel for you for mm-hmm. us. Uh... You know Massachusetts fans, or you might be a New England fan. Matt Murray played the Drew Bledsoe game of two thousand one, where Drew Bledsoe went into Pittsburgh and won.
0: Right. Oh. Uh,
1: and the game was also in Pittsburgh, right? Wow. So, so the AFC Championship game of two thousand one, you got to remember, Drew Bledsoe played, not Tom Brady. And they won that game. So Matt Murray came in like a stud. He deserves it, man. What a a hell of a win. And Mike, I don't know if you know this, but the only other national championship that the University of Massachusetts has won was the obvious 1984 women's lacrosse team Uh that everybody had on their radar.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, who who yes. I, I was thinking it was gonna be women women's soccer I, my guess was gonna be women's soccer, but Oh I'm dude, close.
1: they're going the women's soccer team is actually going for the cup right now.
0: No, I know <laughs> that's why I was gonna say you may have baby very good at sports. Mike, it's safe to
1: say and um, is you must back.
0: It, what it, yeah, it no are uh, we 100%. back 100 I, percent I, I think it I think they're back and then to take them to that next level is they just need football to be competent and then they'll be they'll be all set, dude.
1: Mike, literally anybody in football at UMass competent. We're the worst team in D1. <laughs> so like like you could have a competent person win one game and he'd be like sign this guy to a billion deals.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, dude because... All we need is one. We just need, you know, another Victor Cruz.
1: Yes, one win, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Whatever it,
0: whatever it takes, dude. It's a flagship. It's new mass. You know, we're setting trends absolute wagon, dude.
1: Yeah, we fu- hey, we did it. We won the ship. Uh we got the boat on the lake, Mike. You know. Uh we you know.
0: Dude, it's a huge plays. You got freaking Trev- uh, Trevino uh, there. He's, you know, uh, he was swearing uh, after the after the semi uh, after the semis game. He was like, uh, "We're about yeah. to uh, make f in history," and then it comes true. It's just it's such a feel good uh, story. But John, I have to uh, transition here to keep it on New England. Yes, and it kind of bothered me a little bit because, Ooh. like, a- as soon as you know the Julian Edelman. Uh, retirement video uh, posted, uh, which was very well produced, by the way. Very yes. cool to see, and it was just like Edelman soaking it in. And now, and now, John, he was talking about you know riding to the you know running until the wheels fall off, everything like that. What was his injury? Uh, like what? What? Like what was his injury last year? Like what did he screw up?
1: Um, MCL.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He had his knee was basically shot.
0: Right, they were like,
1: "Dude, you can't keep cutting the way you do in football, and expect you to be able to walk in the next ten years." Right, like okay. Edelman, Edelman was done with that.
0: Right, no, I I, I agree. I mean, he he performed on a, on a different level, and you know, some of those injuries, especially you know, an MCL and you know, other reoccurring injuries, you know, that that's hard to get, hard to come back from and hard to perform at that same level. Like he probably could still make those cuts but not at that same level um but the thing that the thing that bothered me john is just the fact that like this whole swirl of you know is julian edelman like an actual hall of famer and then they put up stats of another wide receiver who was very good from that era and it just kind of like rubbed me the wrong way because like he's got all these post-season stats and it's just like, it's, you know, yes, it's a, it's a whole different season. Like he literally had a heck of a season in the post-season and, and you talk about making those cuts. I, you know, I think such a separating factor is that that catch in the Super Bowl, dude, like, and the, the couple of the fact that he had all those yards in the regular season and he wasn't no fluky post-season player, you know, that's why I, 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 I can understand the arguments of saying, oh, Reg, you know, Reggie Wayne, Heinz Ward, Santana Moss. The, those are just some of the names that I've heard that have comparable stats. But nobody has done it on the level that maybe Julian Edelman has. And I just wish that they gave him his due. And that's my that's my piece, dude. So, so here's my thing about
1: Julian Edelman is, first of all, he's the second greatest postseason wide receiver not named – Jerry Rice. Okay? Statistically, whatever you want to cut it and dice it.
0: Dude, check this out. Check this out. I literally just jumped out of my seat to tell you this. Jerry Rice, in 2002, at 42 years old, caught 92 balls for over a 1,000 yards. And the Raiders made the Super Bowl. How crazy is that? And he ran into the buzzsaw. That was Brad Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> and
1: the and no Rondé Barber really ran that uh, Bucks team. But you're right. Against Jerry Rice, they still won. And Julian Edelman was the only reason that the Patriots came back. Uh, you know, from twenty eight to three, Mike. What are you gonna do? So. Here's here's my thought on Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. Will he be a Hall of Famer? I hope so. Right. I hope so. Um, I believe that if you're going to st- – the problem is, Mike, is now we're, we're going to give the Patriots players shine on whether or not they're a Hall of Famer or are they a Patriot Hall of Famer. So it's got to be one of the two, right? So Edelman is a Patriot Hall of Famer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Right. Is he a Canton guy? I think if you're going position by position, I mean he's the best slot receiver of all time. And and Wes Welker, you played for us and it was fun, but I gotta say Julian Edelman was better.
0: Yeah, bro. I I heard something, uh, and I think it was. It was either Part of My Take or Levitard or something, but they said, I believe it was Levitard, because I, I don't think I heard this on Part of My Take, so it had to be Levitard. So they said that Belichick himself, like, so when Julian Edelman went into the game, did his first punt return or whatever, right? You know, that was a big thing. I believe he might have scored or something. I don't, I don't know uh, the exact details on this, but what I do recall Is that Edelman goes out there to do the punt because uh, Welker like couldn't, so he comes off, and Belichick's like trying to go back out there. He's like no, and um, and then Welker and and then Edelman goes has like good return or whatever, maybe scores, lights up the crowd or whatever, and Belichick is like chirping at Wes Welker saying Wally Pip and Wally Pip is the name of, like, the dude that played, like, right before Mickey Mantle, like, all the way back in the day when yep. baseball was at its height. And uh, so, basically, like, Belichick was saying, like, yeah, dude, like, he, you're really good, but this guy is, like, the next big thing. And he, he was.
1: Mike, you're not wrong. That was a clip from, you know, way you know before Wes Walker was done, he was just injured that game. And Belichick is chirping him on the sidelines as Wes Walker. I mean, Wes, he's chirping Wes Walker as Julian Edelman is running for a punt return touchdown, right? There you go. And and, and he's just chirping Wes Walker, being like, dude, I'm gonna fucking replace you so hard,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And it was that day, and you know what. Is he wrong, Mike? Three-time Super Bowl champion, um, uh, arguably the greatest catch in Super Bowl history, right? But Tyree, Tyree, and Edelman—those are the two,
0: right? Oh, for sure, bro. And Welker, Welker could have had a top-tier catch as well, but he, what? Edelman caught it. Welker didn't.
1: No, no, he didn't. He didn't catch it. And Giselle told us. All right, she told us my husband can't throw and catch the ball and if Walker had fucking caught that in 2011 Christ we'd be talking about Seven before Brady got even to Tampa Bay but that's another story <laughs> for another time
0: yeah that's true that that probably would have opened but, up a whole Mike, can of worms if, Mike,
1: uh, anyway yeah Edelman hall of famer yes or no right now
0: to me to me he's not like he's maybe not the first ballot hall of famer because of all this controversy but to me given everything we've talked about everything we know about the guy he's a proven winner and he's like he embodies like what it means to be like a top tier nfl player a hall of fame player like i don't really yeah. care if he's like you know flashy off the field or whatever but if we're talking about football and like genuine passion for the game like yeah i want him in there like a hundred percent
1: now if we're talking about passion for the game, Mike, and I agree with you, I think, I believe he'll get in there sixth, seventh, eighth ballot if it happens. Yeah. But what did what did just happen? Passion of the game, Mike, was the Masters. Oof. We got to talk about that. And 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 Deki, he killed it, man.
0: Killed it, uh, he, dude. He, I. I anybody, what do you got? My my biggest thing is that is the coolest golf tournament. And as casual, if you're a fan, you know we're watching. You know, I don't care if you play golf. If you don't play golf, if if you're chirping those dudes and like, like <laughs> you, like you have no freaking clue. Like I, I couldn't, I, I can't, I'm, I can't begin to describe the amount of fantastic golf shots that are on display. How that course is set up, like it's incredible to watch like how how, for, for a guy to have that sort of composure to go, you know, 18 holes with the lead the whole time, you know, managing the golf course, like the, and you know, we can sit back here and we can, you know, crack jokes or or whatever, but like even Shoffley, dude, uh, none of those guys, like I, I the composure that those guys have, you know the type of pressure in these major golf tournaments is unprecedented. If you're gonna watch any golf tournament, this is a golf tournament to watch, 100. percent
1: Well, it's got to it's got to be the Masters, Mike, and right, um, and they didn't even have Tiger. Who, who, who was? Well, we'll get back to Tiger in a second. Mike was my
0: Hideki was due, dude. H- H- this is the coolest thing about the Masters. He was due. Is is because yes. there's like. There's, like, futures plays, like, at the match as well. So, like, Hideki Matsuyama, 2011, bro, he's, like, the low amateur. And then 10 years later, he wins the thing. So, if we're thinking this 10-year trajectory thing, right, maybe 2025 or 2027, we're rocking with Cam Smith. From okay. Australia on that ten-year gauge, but that's what I think is cool about uh, the Masters and Augusta is that they have these amateur, uh, the am golfers in the field, you know, from from international to to domestic. Dude, we got guys in the, from the states, we got guys from the UK, we got guys from Japan, uh, all the continents, man. It's just, it's just how it, it, it's really cool to see. Mike,
1: how soon till we get? Tiger Woods' son on the amateur.
0: Oh, dude, he'll be he'll be out there soon. I, can't, I you know, he ch- showed us some game in that father son <sighs> thing, and you know, I'm sure he's already booked, He's, I'm sure he's already got scholarship offers from like 12 schools at least. Uh, so I'm sure we'll see him out there by the time he's like 19.
1: So, Mike, are you happy? About Matsuyama? Yeah,
0: I am. I, it, when, dude, I thought it was. I
1: thought that was a great fucking play, dude. a Good Great play, him. dude.
0: For him, dude. It, I was so impressed. Uh, he hit an off, uh, like not awful, but like he hit a really bad drive on the fifteenth hole, and he hit it into like the rough or something. And then he was trying to do something, and he hit it in the water on fifteen, which is awful. And you don't want to do that when you got. Yeah, you can't have that. Can't have that. And he was in a very, you know, precarious spot. It was tough. But I really enjoyed the thought process that he took out. And I really enjoyed, you know, know, Nick Faldo's breakdown to it. Because, like, I knew what he was doing. But I don't think, like, a ton of people knew what he was doing. And Nick Faldo's commentary on that. And then Hideki did that exact thing. And Nick was like, you know, if that ball landed, uh, you know, a yard short, spinning back, a yard long, it's going over it. You know, he, you know, for it to stop and check out, you know, he got a bogey on the hole. Like, he could have saved par, maybe. But I, I was really impressed. He, like, I was really, really impressed by... The golfers that, uh, you know, managed, managed that pressure, dude. Like, Zala Torres, Like, that was cool to see as
1: Ooh, well. Oh, yeah. That, that guy did very well this week for no reason at all. No, dude he, took, <laughs> dude. he took
0: every advantage of his opportunity, man. He didn't even have, like, full-time status on the tour.
1: I got, I got a question for you, Mike. Is Nick Faldo, at this point, commentary-wise, the same as Tony Romo? Like we 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 liked him as a golfer and and a professional athlete. We liked him. He he won a couple of things or maybe Roland didn't. But his commentary is so much better.
0: Yeah, I I love Faldo's commentary. Um, you know, other weeks maybe I I I feel like. When it's not a major – like, I, you know, I watch golf on the weekends. I'm a big golf guy. Sure. You know, I know right. I know what these personalities are saying and doing. And I feel like when it's, like, off weeks and not a master's week, sure, I think they add a little bit more pizzazz to their game or maybe they're more nonchalant or something like that. But when it's master's week or a major championship week, the screws tighten and you just get premier golf – analysis. Like, nobody on that team, like, is spewing gas baggery. So, who
1: is finished? Can Rose never close again? (sighs)
0: I mean, it's gonna be tough. Uh, the thing, the thing that I've noticed uh, is it's very tough to win on the PGA Tour. It seems like it is very, very difficult. I I heard something. I heard an interview with uh, Will Zalatoris uh, earlier this week, and he was talking about how he came from the Corn Fairy Tour, and you know that's one of like the other tours that they got one of the lower tours and you're working your way up and he was talking about all these like little stops and little pitfalls that he had. He said he missed his PGA card at Q School by one shot and that probably really stung. But so he's on the Corn Ferry Tour and guys like Masayama, guys like Colin Morikawa and a few other guys came from that tour. And he's like he's like uh they they asked him a question and he's like uh he, they asked him about like the money and it's like do you ever think about, you know, if you miss this putt and you know you finish in fourth, you're gonna yeah. miss out on like five hundred K or something like that, like like Shoffley did. And uh he was like he was like, Man, I remember when I was on Corn Ferry tour and uh I got a check for uh forty four thousand dollars and the only thing I I could think of I was like I was like man I can pay my rent for, for two years. So and then he was like, "So anything on the P J tour, uh, is like a huge a huge bonus f- for me." Is what he said. He was like, "Sure, you know, he, in the moment I'm not thinking about that, but afterwards, sure, I'll be a little upset about it. But in the grand scheme, uh, it wasn't like a big deal." He he quoted uh quoted Kevin Kisner, man, um, and this was this was incredible, okay. and this will put it into perspective. I guess a while back Got they it. asked his. They're like, hey kids, uh why aren't uh why they're like uh like do you think you could win this tournament or something? And he said candidly, he was like, no, nah, I, I don't really think I can uh win this tournament but I'm I'm here and it was and, and then they asked like, Well, why are you playing why you know, why are you gonna play in this tournament if you don't think you can win this one? Why don't you just like pra you know, head to Augusta yeah. practice for the, the masters? or or whatever the next tournament was. And so Kiz, he just goes he's like he's like, hey man, I might not win, but they they play uh they pay pretty damn good for twentieth place. And I was like, shit. Hey, fuck it. <laughs> I was like, damn, what what a guy. Um all that all that master stuff and, you know, the golfers and their mentalities, they just they they're on another level of uh now, Mike, yeah. because of everything that's happened, everything that
1: you just said about the Masters, mm-hmm. you gotta believe that that's Tiger's only way to be Jack, right? Um Yes and no. I mean, what is what what is uh, yeah, so I I figure and I'll I'll phrase this for the people is I figure Tiger as being the guy that you know, at this point in his career, he's only good for one tournament. Mike, prove me wrong, please. I hope so. Okay.
0: Well, I'm. I I think, I think Phil Mickelson might be the guy that's only good for the one tournament. And I would say, I, because because like his game, like his game is very good. You know, Phil's incredible, incredible. He made the cut. He hung around. He did his thing, but. The way I see it, you know, Tiger with everything he's been through. Now, we don't know how he's going to come back from this, but it, hypothetically, say he comes back, he's pretty decent, and we know that Tiger is an athletic guy, and I feel like the game has, has changed in a way where, like, you have to build up some, you know, rigidity to, you know, some adverse effects. Like, Golf courses have gotten longer. There's all these, all these different things as play, and I feel like as you get older, it may affect guys differently. Uh, I know, you know, I know Phil has has come out said in the past that he's, you know, lost weight. Phil's out there piping it, you know. Phil to me is still Mike, very good. He I'm he just only using it as an example, you know. <laughs> I'm not trying to slander my guy Phil.
1: That's right. He's our guy. We, he's always been our guy, Mike, yeah, to be fair,
0: yeah, but I just think it's it's tough to win, and it's just about like like being able to handle all the all the different things like the game the game is a lot different than how it was in like nineteen ninety
1: five well, the fact that Phil is playing against the new league and Tyler's not. I mean, Tiger is not. I mean, Mike. What do we? What do we? I mean, Rory sucked. Jordan Speed didn't come through. You know, Ricky didn't even make the, the cut to be at the fucking Masters. Like, a, what is the new guard going to get against these guys? You know.
0: I don't know. It just seems that the like, tournament, the the Masters, is like an anomaly because an old older guy could win. That's why a guy you know that's why you know you know Gary Player, Bernhard Langer, they're all out there. That's why I think Phil could win any given moment. Um, but in general uh and we did kind of see it um even in the Masters like the go- the it, the younger guys between like 23 and 30. Like those guys are in their their prime. I would say, and it's like – and the guy, like Ricky Fowler and stuff, I don't know what's going on with him, but I think guys like Ooh. Cameron Champ, um, there's a lot of guys who are younger that are going to show a lot of prom- promise in the next few years.
1: Well, you know, Mike, it's fair. It's a fair point. I would say um, I got a fun question for you, okay? Mm-hmm. Who wins first, Ricky Fowler or the field? Jordan Sp- Actually, Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth versus Ricky Fowler. Who wins first?
0: Well, Jordan, next, Jordan Spieth's already won. Major. Major. Jordan Spieth's already won. No, or, oh, you a major, no,
1: in, major. In a major. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I have to qualify. Yeah, in a major. Okay,
0: so if we're going to do this head-to-head head matchup, Jordan Spieth versus Ricky Fowler, right now I got to go with Jordan Spieth, because Ricky Fowler is gonna to have to like requalify to get into the Masters next year and these other things. So, to me, I pick or, Jordan Spieth. Do you think
1: Ricky Fowler might get a green jacket before Rory? Uh,
0: yes. The way the way, Ooh, the way Rory, yeah. Rory's playing right now. I would say yes, dude.
1: That's that's what I'm going on That's with. hope for Ricky Fowler. Because obviously, because Jordan Jordan is absolutely going to win one this year. He's 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 poised. To get Jordan's he's Jordan's got really there. good
0: form right now. He's he is poised.
1: Right? Is it's that not wrong? And I'm a casual golf fan. You're you're a better golf fan than I am. But I I feel like Jordan is poised for at least one this year. Maybe. Right? And if it's the players, I'm counting it. Maybe. All right?
0: The players already fuck the P- happened.
1: Fuck, fuck the PGA. I'm counting the players.
0: True. True. Okay. But, what uh, about Tiger yeah. versus Phil?
1: Um, I'll want to watch that match for the rest of my life because they are such ridiculous competitors that... They'll play every matrix of every hole of every. I mean, we watched it when we saw them. It was awesome, dude. And uh, they're just—I—I—I I, I, I gotta say, if it comes to majors, I think Tiger's done pal. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I would say uh, an absolute dream would to have like, aside from a a it happening at Augusta. But mm. I think it would be so cool if the two American boys could go overseas into the open, open championship and it could be Tiger oh, wow. and Phil on Sunday, final pairing in the open championship. That would be electric to me. And that oh, is my final finance. golf take, it is my dream right there. there. That's is. my dream.
1: There it is, <laughs> Mike. I hope it happens. Um, so I have a dream, okay. I got one for you. Mm-hmm. So the Red Sox are playing the Anaheim Angels uh, on a on a getaway game, right? Right. Uh, on uh, July seventh, so it's like in the middle of the afternoon, so they can get away to get back to Boston for the next series. Right? It's on a Wednesday. Okay. 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 I have a dream. I have a dream with a buddy of mine that. We, t- we go there and take the train down to San Diego, who has a game that night against, like, the Pirates or something, and we do the two baseball games in one day, right? Uh-huh. We get the Angels-Red Sox at 1 o'clock. We get, you know, the Bucks versus the Padres at 7. Mike, is there not a – Fun sports
0: day that you can combine two games for uh I of two of well baseball is like just chilling too. So it's like all fun. It's like baseball, like we can watch the game, be really into it, and then we can like take a break and go into the concourse, whatever. It's like other sports, it's like you, you need to be in the seat watching it as soon as the quarter starts or the period right. starts, something like that. Uh I think you guys a hundred percent should do this. Sounds like a fantastic time. Um, no better time, I'd say, to go to a Padres game than right now. Um,
1: Mike, we're talking an Amtrak that takes an hour
0: to get that's there. That's nothing. From a- B- B- S- Anaheim to bro. San
1: Diego. Yeah, spit, spit in the piss. <laughs> you know, you're over there. And uh, it, it, it just makes me laugh like if you were at, uh, you know, you were in Boston during the, you know, uh, uh, Marathon Monday where they got the marathon going on you're at the Red Sox game and then there's a either a Celtics or a Bruins game going on so you're going to the garden as well you know you're just making the day of the sports
0: right exactly
1: i think that's wonderful
0: yeah i i think you should do that 100% um you know Tatis Jr is like the is the, is <laughs> is like one of the top 3 to 4 figures of baseball right now so
1: he Listen, that fucking asshole from uh, Toronto who pimped his bat did it so Tatis could make it cooler.
0: Oh, uh, bat- <laughs> uh, Batista or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah.
1: yeah. You're
0: yeah, right. He, he wants so, so uh, Tatis could run.
1: Tatis could run. And, and Tatis is like. I'll pimp every home run off you. I don't care if it's 3-0 and the bases are low. Yeah,
0: but at the same, we gonna win. It's at, awesome. At the, it is awesome, but at the same time, dude, you got Acuna. You know, hell, I'll see that <laughs> bat flip and I'll raise you this one, dude. Like,
1: oh, is
0: baseball Akuna, good? Is baseball fun.
1: I uh, Mike LeBron James might have brought baseball back, and it's gonna it's gonna come. The
0: Red Sox far. have what, like ten? A ten-game win streak or something like that.
1: They just
0: lost. They it. just lost uh, it. Yeah,
1: but yeah, yeah. But they're nine and one in the last ten games. Get the fuck out of here.
0: The Red Sox are allowed
1: to be nine and one. I'll fight everybody who made that happen. There's no chance that they're allowed to be this
0: guy. Yeah, it's it's cool and, to see.
1: And it all starts with LeBron. Mike.
0: It does, dude. It's got that man, that mentality, eh? dude. Eh, you know he Lebron inked the deal or whatever. The news came out, season started, Red Sox started winning.
1: I I mean, Mike, the, the evidence is really
0: <laughs> against me for hating
1: him. And you know me, I want to hate him so. You bad, just you but, just uh, need like you know, a
0: couple of things to happen. You just need like Space Jam to be good. And oh, that's gonna be a great movie. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, first of all, what are your thoughts? I think it's gonna be a fantastic
0: movie, dude. I, I, there's no, there's no chance it's gonna be bad. Like, I, I think, I, I think we live in the age now where everybody's super critical. Everything's like instantaneous reaction. It's like we, like right. we saw with Julian Edelman, uh, and like nobody's. Nobody's happy. Like where they're just gonna, everybody has a sh- short attention span, and they'll be happy for like a second, and they'll be like, "Oh, look ooh, You should have done more." So I, I personally think there's gonna, there's gonna be like a tons of like Warner Brothers references in this thing, and NBA players, just, just tons of them.
1: Yeah, and there's only like you know three NBA players and a couple of WNBA a WME place like isn't super, who signed up for this?
0: Um uh, like a few different parts,
1: ad you. Dame A D Dame and and uh like the fuck are we talking about? Like who got into this? Which is very funny, because people are thinking about like this this is my problem. People are like, oh well Space Jam two is gonna suck. Well I mean who did you recruit for Space Jam One, Larry Bird, in two thousand and I mean in nineteen ninety six? I mean Larry Bird has been he had had been done.
0: Right, yeah, that's true. But I mean they did. But Charles Barkley, you know, Charles Barkley is like larger than life. Now. Well, sir, sir Sir Charles, you can't you can't go he, wrong with
1: that, you know. Maybe LeBron gets into that argument now. Maybe he becomes a uh announcer after
0: he leaves. I dude, I, I could see that. I could I see LeBron. I, I think LeBron can do whatever he chooses. You know
1: I mean would you would you hate that though? I don't think I'd hate that. You know, like I hate Peyton Manning, but I'd love to hear him on Sunday Night Football.
0: You know, yeah i i I, w- I would like to I would like to hear that. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Um, the the point being though
1: is I get to blame LeBron, and if the Red Sox suck,
0: right, right, it all goes back to that. Um, <laughs> right. So the but the Red Sox might not suck. Space Jam Two might be really right. good, and it's cool to see, dude. LeBron, it, it's cool, man. It's it's really cool. No, it's awesome, Mike. I, I think strive for greatness is a great. Yeah, place. yeah, I, I, I think it's cool. I, I'm, I'm here for, you know, a fun basketball movie. I saw, in the trailer, you know, they, they even paid homage to, um. There, there's like the iconic photo. It wasn't an alley oop. Tons of people think it was an alley oop, but it's not an alley oop. It's a picture. It was off the
1: backboard.
0: Uh, no, it, it was, it was just a it wasn't off the backboard. Um and it's just it was oh. LeBron slamming it and then Wade with his hands up. Um it was it was yes. just like a quick pass, but it was just happened like so fast. Um
1: Okay. So it wasn't an alley oop. It wasn't off the backboard, it was just a, a lob.
0: Yeah, it was just it was like it lob, was like a like lob city. It wasn't an it wasn't an, uh well lob would be alley oop, so it it wasn't it wasn't one of those. It was just like it all happened so fast and that camera angle made it look like it was an alley oop. But it wasn't. Is it, but Mike, is it not the coolest thing? It's very cool. Ever. It's very cool. And it was cool to see them do that in the cart in the Because <laughs> I think that was like one of the you know top dunks of the probably the past like ten years. Like that shit go down in NBA oh, history.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um, so, my, yeah.
1: I got a, I got a couple questions. Yeah, what's
0: up? What's up? What's next?
1: So, what do we like about the Bruins getting Taylor Hall?
0: Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I was gonna I was gonna try to segue there about uh, talk about the Bruins. Um, I you know they're winning, they're winning some games. You know, had <laughs> yes. had to be uh, the Sabers, and they did that. And then they're playing the Islanders tonight. Played pretty well. Um, Taylor Hall, I think maybe will bring some stability, uh, and I think I think the Bruins, they they look like a real solid team. I still think there was a uh, there was the you know the the Panthers played, I mean the Lightning played the Panthers, and the Lightning has been you know a top tier team. So I'm excited for what the possibilities are in Boston. What do you think?
1: I think. I think they did the best that they could Um, until they get healthy. Then there's no way to evaluate this team because I mean, well, Tuka came back
0: today. Today,
1: Okay. Yeah. So you made the moves to get Tuka back and that's wonderful. I like that a lot. And and we have some solid backup
0: goalies like just in case.
1: Oh, dude, we have the best, you know, couple of goalie team in the league. Yeah, I got uh, some pe- depth. People are worried about Vidar or, you know, Vader or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, But this guy, this guy's solid, dude. Um, He's thrown in situations where Halak and, and Tuka aren't there. And he's like, oh, yeah, hey, you want to drive up from Rhode Island today to play a game? Yeah, no, two and a half hours, it's fine. And, uh, you know, with traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Like, I'll be there 15 yeah, no, minutes no, no. before the no, puck be Yeah, exactly. Like, no, 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 okay, I'll do my, you know, side to sides on, the, you know, in the car. Like, what, what are we doing here? But, um... I would love to see Taylor Hall be good on a line that doesn't have to include Krejci because Krejci is awful. Um, I fucking hate that guy,
0: dude. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm done with him. Well, yeah, you've been saying uh, that for and
1: years. And also, Debr. Yeah, and DeBrusque can go. You know, go to hell with him too. Uh but Mike, I gotta say, they might be good yeah and they might have hope that might give me the hope Mike do you have hope for the bees?
0: well, I would say the past couple of seasons were you know kind of letdowns I mean we made it to the finals you know against the blues, but then the freaking bubble happened, and that was a that was horrendous man, so I would say the past I I'd say the past couple yeah. seasons have been pretty, pretty much letdowns. So pretty much, Bruins anything they do this year is a, is a win in my book. In the playoffs, they have to win the first round, obviously.
1: Right. I got, I got an idea for you. Let's throw this out there. I want to make this, uh, you know, a thing. Tuca decided that he wasn't gonna play mm-hmm. after the first round, right? right last year. Right. Okay. What if he comes in the playoffs, Mike, and has something to prove? Exactly. You can ride a hot goaltender to a fucking championship right. like you can ride anything else. So I'm saying Tuca's going to do that. That's my culture. Yeah, thing. bro. Tuca's going to ride us to a fucking championship. Let's
0: go. I, I like That's what I'm I saying. I like that, Mike. Type, dude. Because there's no other. Because defense in hockey is like a premium cost. So. Yeah. I'm I'm with that. I I would like to see that happen. Now, now that I think about it, the Bruins the only way for this season to be an absolute disaster is if the Washington Capitals uh were to best the Bruins this year and Chara were to go on to win a Stanley Cup. That would like, that would ruin uh a lot of people. That no. would make people mad. It can- I see what you're saying, Mike, but I
1: can't because of how good Ovechkin is. Like, and like it's not even Charison. He, he's like, you know, Mark Recchi at the end of it. Like, I don't think of Mark Recchi as a Bruin. I think of him as a, like, you know, a Flyer, or you know, or, or any of those, you know, Redway, any of those other teams. Uh, so I don't think of Char that way. But I see what you. No, you're I saying. just, I just but think it'd it, be funny if, you know? if yeah. Ovechkin decides. Yeah. Like, like if uh, uh, you know, our
0: boy Krug. Right. Well, I, I, yeah, dude. I mean, I love, I love Krug, but like, I just don't really care for St. Louis. Right?
1: Yeah, nobody likes him. Like, it's fine, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I still, <laughs> I still wrap the Krug, Bruins shirt and everything, but I don't know. After that Stanley Cup, man, man. Can we go? Can we go, back, boy? <laughs> Now,
1: are we uh, it, like if we're gonna do defenseman?
0: I th- I think McElroy's Oh, McAvoy's our guy. He's an absolute stud. Uh, gonna have to pick up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. merch. We've <laughs> been saying so this good. for years now. Absolute.
1: Dude, shout out Grizzly too. Grizzly is a pretty good kid.
0: Yeah, He's he he good. is pretty good. And then uh, even your boy, even your boy uh Richie. Who uh you're hesitant about. He can he can skate. Fuck Richie. He Fuck can skate Ritchie. a little bit. Fuck Richie. Fuck Richie. Dude, the Bruins I, got I, some. Depth, man. They really do.
1: I know. I know. And I wanna I wanna, you know, just knuckle them every time and just mess with them because that's when they do well. Because the when I, the last time I had been on point about talking shit about a Bruins player was we everyone <sighs> the cup.
0: So Okay. Yeah, man, we're right there. We're, we're getting good. healthy. Get all the boys out there. And we're making the cup run, dude.
1: I had an on the John idea. For
0: right. you, if yeah, man, I'm ready. All
1: right. Now, would you say what completes a room? Like, like you're building a bedroom for you and your girlfriend. What completes the room? Is it a painting? Is it a TV? Is it a dresser? My on the John was, I think
0: a TV completes the run. I mean, it could be, it could be, I feel like that's a good answer. It, it could be a lot of different things. It could be, uh, a, you know, a cool looking chair. It could be, a, you know, a dresser or something. <laughs> it's like, right. you never, it's like how you set up a room. It's all dependent on, you know, the room size, you know, how you're, trying to shape uh stage it like you know your own personal taste and everything like that so i agree dude you get the perfect tv it's the right size It match it it balances right on the wall and everything add some different proponents to uh to your living space i will Ooh. uh say this john uh w- oh one thing i do know about like staging rooms and and everything like that, and you know how headboards are like a big deal to people. So, like, uh, yeah, you know, people like really like fuss about that, and you know, uh, oh, you know, people are very particular. Now, why I watch a decent amount of HGTV and um, at nighttime sometimes, and I've but, but what's not right there. Softness yeah, right. I know. I mean uh, it it happens, bro. But I mean it's soft. It's dude, tough. It, but is it's it tough, tough. when but, like, you know, I you got that real estate mind, you got the real estate background. So really <laughs> I'm just I I'm literally uh, no, fuck. To you beat the me nitpick man. thing. Damn. So really it's not soft. It's actually smart. So I covered <laughs> my bases there. Believe me, John, I am I am soft. uh, you know. I, you know, we all are soft a little bit. You know, I can't be too hard around the edges.
1: <laughs> but
0: uh, I will say, well I will say, like, there's well only done. a couple shows on HGTV, HGTV that I really uh, mess with. But the other night, we're watching this show. I forget what it's called. But this one dude is like this. He's like a creative, really creative guy. He's a smart, smart dude. But he's he he's like obsessed with like like weird headboards and like doing weird shit like different weird shit and that's cool okay but he made this funky looking headboard out of like like little flimsy scraps of wood pieces that he assembled and it's just like a, a, a mismatch uh, or whatever and it was literally like an inch mm-hmm. above where you lay your head on the pi- pillow so you're laying your head down and you got a giant bubble of random wood curved pieces just right in front of your face. And it was like the weirdest yep. thing I've ever seen. And they're like, Oh yeah, this, this is the headboard. They're like, uh, what? Ugh, man, I wish I could like send you well, a picture of this. First
1: of all, um, to anybody who's listening, you gotta have the headboard that is, uh, you know, agreeable to, who you're sleeping with, right? Sometimes you're gonna have to use the headboard, guys. And I don't mean to be crude, but you might have right. to. So let's all agree it to not be some kind of weird ass Like, what the fuck?
0: I'm, like, I'm telling you, dude, that's so you know, weird, you know, what dude. like you know, you know, like a depiction of like an atom and like how that looks with all like the, the electrons and strands going around it. It was like he was trying yeah, to make yeah. that. Out of out of like wood, except it—he wasn't making it an atom. He was just making it like uh like a ball <laughs> or something. I'm telling you, it was the weirdest thing. It's weirdest thing. You just need a conventional headboard for you know prac uh, for sleeping and practical use.
1: I would say I would say you have to, Mike. Uh, especially if you're sitting with somebody, you know, with you in the bed, you can't be having that kind of horseshit. <laughs> that guy's brain to the table uh, i you know that's a, that's i've never like, never that's seen it before never seen stuff. it
0: before and that's and i'm stuff. telling you man like i mean it's a tv show hgtv man uh, they gotta be paying these people that are coming in to look at this house because the people that they brought in to look at the house they they all were like oh wow look at this cool headboard and they were like loving it i was like. This thing is atrocious. You're gonna like cut your face on it waking up in the morning. I mean, why would you
1: even <laughs> maintain that idea? Love the on the <laughs> job, Mike, loved it. I got, I gotta say, what would be the number one thing that you would say to a former champion like a UMass kid as we get out of here? Um. Going forward, like, what if they're not drafted? Are they just going to hang out at Antonio's for the rest of their life? Or, you know, are they going to hang out and be fucking, you know, legends on, uh...
0: Dude, I, I'm telling you, every single one of them, they're going to be playing for somebody. I forget who it was, but just got picked up by AHL team the Rock, uh, in Rockford. Um...
1: Oh, oh yeah, the the pull lock.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can you can say that. You can say that. You're you're allowed. You're right. Um, yeah,
1: he's got he's got a Z at the end of his.
0: Uh, yes, you it's know, a, it's like it's like or something. I forget. I forget how to pronounce it. But he got picked up uh, by Rockford today in the AHL. So the, to me, every single one of those dudes uh, will be playing um, some sort of professional hockey.
1: Mike, and what I love about that is we're playing for, you know, for the most professional podcast of all time. And I would love to know, Mike, where are we hey, at? Hey,
0: man, this is the coolest It Takes podcast. It's available everywhere. That podcast can be heard. <clears throat> um, thank you for listening tonight, John. Thank you for joining. Um, follow me on Twitter at ST underscore cats or John. Tell the people where you're at and we'll be out. John J. Pot on
1: uh, Instagram, Twitter, John Wick. Let's do it. All right, let's man.
0: go. Uh, big things for next guys. week. Check. Mm-hmm.